This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, mother people of the whole entire world. Welcome to our beautiful show called Genius Brain, where brains of geniuses brain each other. <laughs> In this case, give each other head. <laughs> and me and Joe, we just suck each other's dick all the time. It's called. That's what Genius Brain is. That's it's right. just. It's it's just a lot of brain fuckery. <laughs> it's a smarkle that sucks your dick. That's what it is. Genius Brain. But my name is Joe Jizukawa, and this is my buddy David. So, if this is the first time listening, welcome. You just got an intro of what the <laughs> hell we're all about. Yeah, we're just a bunch of dumbasses just talking. Yo, today's subject is very interesting. Um, we're just going to hop right into it. There's going to be no filter. So, and it's, it's, it's really not so much just on my part, but I saw a video that you put up with you and Jess mm-hmm. and it was interesting because it was a lot of the stuff that we talk about behind the scenes. You talk about the Valentine's one, <laughs> the Valentine's one. We're talking about that, yeah. the, the vlog where you were talking about uh, your relationship yep. and kind of how, I mean, I'm gonna let you get into it, but it's, 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 it's the image that we put up that people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Oh yeah. And, um, um, what people don't know is that I, I know that you see a lot of people on YouTube and you guys wonder if people are like real friends behind. So we kick it all the time, yeah. you know, and um, albeit whenever I'm in trouble or whenever we need help, we always help each other out. And so a lot of the stuff that I've been um, I'm not somebody who knows everything about relationships, but when when somebody in a group is having trouble, we like to give advice. So when mm-hmm. I'm in trouble, he gives me advice. And when he's in trouble, it works the other way around. We, we vent like a motherfucker. We go to dinner. Oh, and we, yeah. we vent like, like about our girlfriends and shit. Dude, that's therapy, though. It is, man. Ther- there's it a is. lot of dudes that I don't... Now I know why when you see it on these sitcoms, why these dudes go out and they talk shit about the people that they love. Yeah. It's because it's a, it's a steam release. Yeah. It's like when you cook rice and it goes... Yeah. <laughs> at the end or like a fucking like an instapot that's what it feels like you release the pressure yeah and we would do this on a regular basis <laughs> after jk news and it's funny because one of the people that are there is is geo's there yeah <laughs> and you know she didn't want to be there yeah and then bart couldn't talk 100 percent, or he shouldn't be talking 100 uh, yeah. percent about geo but he does in front of us because he wants to join in yeah. and then we're just like no that's just weird yeah we had to though just because like we needed our we needed our time so um, just a little background. <laughs> so uh, Joe got together with Jess basically around the exact same time I got together with Mariel. Yeah. And prior to these two women in our lives, uh, they are our longest standing relationship. Yes. And um, I know that may not seem like something great, but for us, it's a huge thing. I'm so used to having fleeting relationships. Yeah. So when problems would arise, I had the option of running away and I would always choose option B. Run the fuck away. I think it's it's the same for our partners too, right? Has Mariel been in a longer relationship? No, she hasn't. She, wait, you're her first 
I'm her first real boyfriend. Her first real because like, she would date and all that. Mm-hmm. And then so her understanding or sticking around and all that is just not the same as you, right? Exactly. So we we kind of had. I think you said Jess was like that too, right? Yeah. So she had fleeting relationships. Both of us, we never been in a relationship that lasted over two years. Yeah. As soon as the butterflies and everything is gone, we're gone. We're just like <laughs> you fucking left with the butterflies. Fool. Yeah. Yeah. You left. <laughs> You left with the cocoon. Yes, right. <laughs> we we did that shit, and it was because a lot of it's we had to self explore a lot. Um, you know, when I when I when I used to just bounce on these relationships and these committed these things that were supposed to be long term committed things. Yeah, I thought it was because everything was wrong with them, and what it turned out to be was I had commitment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose the option B of running the fuck away because it was easier than standing there. And talking to the to this person face to face and learning about myself and also learning more about that person. I didn't want to invest that time. It's just because you're a dumb bitch and I'm a fucking leave was was the option that I had in my mind. I always yeah. had the option. Or I just think, oh, we're not meant to be. Yeah. We're just not meant to be. We're not getting along. Oh, it's not true love. We're not meant to be. <laughs> That's everybody, right? Yeah. It's just not working anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's not working? It, it It never was working. You were just convincing yourself that it was. Yeah. And I think the... What I've been seeing a lot with you guys, especially when I saw that video come out, was it's it's kind of like that big step for you guys where because both of you have not been in long-term committed relationships, you're figuring out all the work that it takes to have a successful relationship. Yeah. And it's fucking hard. It's fucking hard, man. It, it is because I think I'm learning so much about myself, but it is the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with. Like I would much rather get into a fight with someone. <laughs> I'd rather get punched in the fucking I face. Could, I'd rather get jumped. <laughs> I'd rather get. I'd rather have a man mug me in an alleyway and point a gun to my face <laughs> and take my money. I would much rather have that than go through heartache and 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 arguments and and headaches. It's it's and that it's, like, it's that confusion of. Not understanding that person that you want to fucking kill, and then not understanding why you feel that way, or how some why how one individual can control how the way you feel about things. Yeah. Because for me, I'm thinking, yo, I'm a pretty logical person, but when this person comes into my mix, I logic goes out the fucking door. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I, one of the things that you said that cracked me the fuck up, dude, is because this was during a time too where he he and I were going through the same problems. Yeah. We couldn't understand like what the fuck was this creature that we choose to stay around with all the time. And why? Yeah. But this fool, he was at his apartment and he goes, he looks out the window and he goes, it's nice out here. This balcony. I wish I could just fucking throw this woman off this balcony right now. <laughs> this fool was just like, I fucking died laughing. Dude. I did not. He just looked out the balcony like he was Batman. And I, think that, and I thought he was going to say something really profound. And he was like, I, I wish I could throw her. this bitch off this fucking balcony right now. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he meant. Cause yeah. they, they know how to push our fucking buttons. Yeah, it's it just drives you crazy. I'm I'm pretty sure we do the same ass thing to them. Too. Oh, for They're sure. They're probably thinking, how do I motherfucking shut this man up? Yeah, dude. One of the things that I found out that I think that both of us do, that she and I both do, and it's really dependent on mood, is that. Each person in the relationship always think that they always think that they are the most logical person in the conversation. <laughs> and the other one is it? <laughs> yeah. So 
So what happens is, is two small or two genius fucking brains yeah. are talking to each other, two smart asses. Yeah. And they're really trying to belittle each other. Basically, we're calling each other dumb. Like, oh no, you don't understand. Every argument starts and ends with that. You don't understand what I'm saying. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. Because you both want to be right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing that I know that notice that notice that she and I did all the time, and we still do to this day that we're trying to fix is that bad habit of always trying to be right all the time. Yeah. And what I'm figuring out is that it's not about being right. It's about solving this problem that we have together, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that kind of came with a, a lot of the learning process of figuring out too uh, with compromise, especially with these arguments, right? So uh, what I used to think about compromises was I don't want to compromise this because why have two people not be happy with the result and just, you know, just get half of something and you get the other half. Mm-hmm. But a compromise really isn't that. A compromise is coming to a conclusion that's better than the conclusion that you would have had by yourself. Yeah, it's like you're both happy. Yep. Like I could do this for business, right? I can always negotiate, talk about something, figure out a, a win-win uh, a win-win outcome mm-hmm. where we both leave happier. Yeah. I could do that, but when... I, I don't know why in a relationship I can't apply the same things that I can do. And it's almost the same thing because it's a, it's a, it's a relationship. Like if we go over a d- dispute over something, like we could just sit down and say, all right, what do you want out of this? Yeah. Right. And we can figure it out because it's logical. And yeah. at least in our business relationship. Right. But like there are shitty relationships business relationships where it is very emotional and then you don't want to work with them anymore it's hard because you're remember you're remembering yesterday when she called you a fat fuck for eating that extra donut <laughs> it's like yes son of a bitch and i think that's what it is it's the emotional <laughs> part of it yeah like you gotta think clear you can't think clear this way because you're just so butthurt by the smallest things that they do yeah and i'm like <laughs> I, I i feel like i feel like it took me a long time to realize something so simple. Like, it's like obvious. But yeah. when you're so angry, you can't think. Yeah. And and I and the same problem that we have is like, we both are the biggest fucking victims. <laughs> it's like, you did me so wrong. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's unforgivable. Like, that's that's where it's like, you take it personal. Well, let me ask you something then, um, just to, to wrap it back to what we were talking before. Um so recently you put a post where you gave her a fucking Valentine's gift. Yeah. And what you wrote in that post, which I didn't know, you never gave her a Valentine's gift before. I think I did, but it wasn't like a special one like that. Yeah. Well, what, what was the reason for that? I hated her guts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was so petty that when, when, when special times came around, I was like, you do not deserve this because... There's so many other times when I do give you shit and it's not rewarded. Oh. Or like we go on vacations and all this special stuff that happens, but I don't feel any type of gratitude from that. So Mm. I'm like, if we're not Valentine's every day, why am I going to fake Valentine's on a real day? Just because it's a day that I should show you affection. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I I think there's just a lot of like resentment and no forgiveness yeah. on my part, right? So like I'm holding grudges or or maybe like when Valentine's comes around like like we got into a fight. Mm-hmm. But I realize like you know with love there's forgiveness. And just cuz just cuz like like 
you're fighting doesn't mean that the birthday is not a birthday anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's still a birthday. Like we should still celebrate certain things. For some reason that that was not on my mind. I think it was hard for you just because when I was having a conversation with you and Jess, um, it was it, you know, when we were talking about certain things that you guys can openly talk about, right? Because you guys also mentioned to me that you guys tried therapy before mm-hmm. and it just wasn't a fit. So, you know, when we were speaking openly about things, I felt like a lot of things were coming out that you guys wanted to say, but there wasn't a medium to <laughs> kind of. Yeah, you helped out a lot, man. And, and it's the it's because, you know, when we we're both very smart people and, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's too smart in a way where we get our fucking way you guys can break each other down to the fucking molecule dude like when you when yeah. you guys were sitting there and you guys were arguing with each other yeah it's amazing how precise your arguments are so <laughs> you know because you guys could break down everything that happened from a year ago like it happened yesterday dude yeah and the first thing i said was like hold on a second that when did that happen you were like this was like two years ago. I was like, hold on a second then. Why does this sound like it happened yesterday? You know? I was like, how the fuck do you remember all the nuances in this argument from two years ago? Yeah. And what you guys were showing was that you actually didn't forgive each other. Yeah. And that's the thing that was a huge clicking moment for me. I was like, wait, hold on. So you guys actually haven't moved past your problems. <laughs> if you could remember it that fresh, that means you've still thought about it periodically within those two years. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that was my learning experience, right? Is like, we didn't know how to forgive and forget is because we just kept, we just kept on like, like we're doing the same shit. Like you heard how we, you know, the thing is we're too, like the thing that brought us together is, is, is we're very similar, Yeah. but so are our problems. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're too identical. It's like, it's like the things that we love about each other, it turned on us. Yeah. So, for example, like, you know, like we both come from a broken home. We we both come from a single parent. And that's not an excuse. What it is is, is something that brought us together because she told me in the past, like, guys that she dated and 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 they would reject her for her past. But when it, when it was me, like, I I was interested. That's something you connected her. Because I connected yeah. with her. Yeah. So and then I, I empathized with her because I was like, fuck, you know, we come from the same shit. Other guys would date her and they find they don't even want to hear her past. They get freaked out by it That's as crazy. if she's tainted, yeah. like she's this tainted soul. Right. Yeah. Like, but for me, I, I welcomed her with open arms because, hey, I'm just as tainted, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but what it's like, yes, I can I can kind of relate in a lot of upbringing things with her. Right. So. Yeah. So she's got a team. She's got a buddy. But with those. uh what do you call it? Abandonment issues that we have, we turn on each other. Yeah. So it's it's like if she feels that I'm abandoning her and vice versa, we turn on each other. So that's where we had to kind of learn like, oh, fuck, we both created these uh, defense mechanisms where before you fuck me over, I'm going to fuck you over. Mm. And in, and it's two two people with the same personality trait. So it's like, how do you heal from that? You know. That was the cool thing about, I think, and hopefully, you know, Jess knows this too, which I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure she does, but because you guys do converse a lot about your problems, there, there is a certain level of understanding that you guys have with each other, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the, the positives about the, 
the thing that I got from talking to you too is that you guys did attempt to look at each other's past to understand why they act this way in the present. Yeah, it helped us not take things so personally after a while. Now, before we continue, my friends, this podcast is brought to you by Scentbird. Now, have you ever walked down the street and have a random stranger come up to you and say, you know what, dude? You smell good. I guarantee you that's a no because you haven't heard of Scentbird. Now, for me, check this out. I like to smell different all the time. And what I mean by that is, have you ever bought a bottle of cologne and after you used it, you found out two years later, you still have 70% of it left because you know dang well, you're not going to use that gajillion ounce bottle of cologne. And after a while, maybe even after a few months, you want to smell different. You're tired of smelling the same way and you still want to smell good. Well, guess what? My friend's scent bird is going to fix that for you. Now for me, if you're asking, well, David, How do you choose your scent? Well, when I go on scentbird.com and I want to choose the fragrances I want, this is what I do. I don't look at the name brands. I go by the types of smell that I enjoy. They have that search engine option. For me, I click citrus. I click sandalwood. I click bergamot, fresh, clean smells. And from that list, I choose my colognes. And ladies, that goes for you with your perfumes as well. Well, check this out. You can choose the cologne you want to try, and they'll also send you a 30 day supply that's 120 sprays enough to apply more than four times daily for a month to keep you smelling fresh and with an exclusive offer just for our listeners you can get 50 percent off your first month today that's only 750 for your first fragrance go to scentbird.com slash brain and use my code brain for 50 percent off your first month again that's s-c-e-n-t bird.com slash brain for you to get your first cologne or perfume for just 750 my friends sign on and smell amazing scentbird because Jess's personal story, I mean, if she feels comfortable later on to tell it to you guys, she will. But her personal story is is pretty deep, you yeah. know. And without knowing that background and history, <laughs> you would just think she's a mean ass person, <laughs> but but with a heart yeah. of gold. Yeah. It's like, why are you so nice but mean at the same time? I don't understand. <laughs> Yo, and, and people. Are, so when I was younger too, <laughs> my my dad used to tell me. <laughs> my dad used to tell me. He goes. Don't don't get with the girl who has divorced parents. And the first thing I would say right at the bat was like, you judgmental fuck. Well, how fucking dare you, you, you trash can of a man. You know, but, you know, but he just didn't know how to phrase it. What he meant was when you are with somebody who has a troubled past, you are also taking on that baggage with you. So yeah. be prepared for that. Yeah. So unless you're prepared to take on that person's woes, then – don't get with that person. Mm-hmm. You have to be mentally strong for that. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't explain it like that, but that's basically what he was trying to say. You know, <laughs> and that's kind of like what you guys are going with. Is yeah. you guys had the both both of you had trouble past. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I was explaining to you guys was that you guys have an uphill battle right now because you need to come from a place of understanding and patience. But both of you are two broken human beings that are trying to fix each other, mm-hmm. and that's hard. You know, it's a very <laughs> difficult thing because what 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 are the examples that you're you're coming from, you know, yeah. two broken homes. It's like, okay, well, which one of us understands what it's like to grow up with the house of just two parents? No that, one, no, none of us do. And that's the hard part. We don't have any good role models. Yeah. And I mean, this is a conversation that I had with my mom, like, um, just a week ago, she was praising me. She was like talking to me like, man, I don't know. Um, you and Jess, you, you're, you're pulling it together. You made a great life for yourself. And she's like, you did this without a good role model. Like she was like, I sucked as a mom. Mm. And then she's like, I couldn't hold down a relationship with your dad. 
And then, you know, I didn't know finances. Like I didn't know all these things. And, and you surpassed me in, in, um, in life. She was just giving me so much props. And I felt really good. Because, you know, Asian parents don't really give you props and say those words. Until you're about to die or they're about to die. Yeah. And then, and then she's like, she's like, I think it's good to fight. You need to fight with Jess. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I fight all the time. It feels amazing. I used to hold in shit all the time. She goes, I, I fight with your stepdad all the time. Yeah, mommy's a bitch now. Okay. Yeah. She goes, and it's normal to fight. And she goes, it's awesome. And then she's like, it's, it's just the, it's just going to be a long road ahead. But she's like, but have fun. Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, it's, it's cool to have that because, you know, I didn't really have the closest relationship with my mom. So Talking to her and just hearing those words gives me that idea of we're not that weird and we're not that different. Knowing that like everybody around, everybody around me has problems, everybody is going through similar things, my problem doesn't seem so big anymore. When it seems big, it feels out of control. You That's know what, what I mean? That's what those uh, venting sessions were for us. Because yeah, because when we had the same problems, I was like, thank God I ain't the only one <laughs> feeling this shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, so Jess isn't a bitch. She's just the normal fucking annoying girl. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, you know, that was what those venting sessions were. It kind of made me feel like I wasn't the only one going through it. Yeah. And so it, it kind of normalized the problems that we were having. Yeah. Because when you're heated and in the moment, you just think it's just you. You think so. While everyone else is having a blast because you see their Instagrams, you see mm-hmm. their vlogs, you see their relationships and you think you think they're they've all, they got it all together. That shit's not real, it's man. It's not and, fucking real. And I get you know, and I'm not knocking on those people that put that image out because it's not their job to show you the real stuff. A lot of the times people come on Instagram and social media things because they want to see something really positive. Yeah. So they're doing their job, but you shouldn't base your relationship off of what you see from these pictures. They, those are just moments in their life. And arguably, too, it's a business for people. Yep. So even when they're pissed, they're probably still taking that fucking picture with them feeding each other pizza while they're sucking each other off or yep. some shit. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. We know a lot of people that fucking – like we, we joke about it off camera. Yeah. But there are people that just got into a heated fucking fight. <laughs> but they had to they had to just take this fucking picture really quick. Yeah. And then get back brand deal. Yeah. And get back to the fight. And it's normal, man. Like it's hard working with your couple. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're about to break up, but like that just happens. Yeah. That just happens to everybody. Even like in weddings. Like it's supposed to be this awesome moment. They're not social media stars, but you know they're fighting behind the scenes. Like yeah. it happens a lot. Yeah, I just that was the cool thing when we were figuring that out with each other, you know? And I think that there was a point too, uh, specifically when you guys were going through things that uh, I assumed that, you know, as Mariel and I were progressing and moving past our problems, you guys were coming along with us. And then when we were talking about, I was like, hold on a second, you guys are still at stage two, you know? Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. That, I think that for me was a big shock, you know? And for, you know, on the outside looking in, I, I can't judge anything until I talk to yeah. you guys. And so, you know, that one night when we came over, I just wanted to ask you guys how you guys were doing. No, I mean, it's, it's awesome that um, we did have that conversation because... You know, sometimes you need that friend that comes in and sees it from outside in. Yeah. It was, it was, that's important to have. You know, it was a big worry for me. It was a big worry for me because, um, you know, there's a lot of the times too, especially when I know with like me and you, when, when we have big problems, we turn it into humor and we joke about it. Yeah. But within that joke and humor, there's, there's something real about it. Mm -hmm. And so when that was kind of, um, when that triggered in my head, I was like, okay, well, let's just, 
extend it out and see what's going on. And it led to a small conversation and obviously it led to something bigger. But, you know, I think that the main thing that I saw was you you still guys, you guys were still having the same problems we were. Yeah. It was just how you guys dealt with it and took it was way different. Yeah. You know, did did bickering A and B have to turn into this huge thing you know and so i was like wait hold on that's an argument that mariel and i had but it didn't lead to this huge fight right so it's like extra baggage over mm-hmm. over why are you keeping the cups here or whatever or like you know it's it's not it doesn't make sense to be that angry for someone that said this over dinner there or was whatever. there was something bigger you know yeah for sure and it all boils down to forgiveness man we both weren't forgiving we're both not moving on we're both and, and we had to kind of wake up and 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 challenge ourselves to do something different approach it differently stop being selfish be yeah. selfless right these are all it's all common sense really if you look at even the, the bible ho- or whatever the heat of the moment though <laughs> yeah everything is just everything is just okay be selfless like love is unconditional like do mm-hmm. all these things but what does that really fucking mean yeah. what does it really really mean to put others first yeah and um i mentioned this on barton geo's podcast like one of the things that i've learned to practice and i learned a lot of this stuff from my parents and some other people too this isn't just some kind of epiphany i had on my own it's you know, what does it really mean to give somebody love that you're with? And this is the hard part for people. A lot of the times people treat their significant other as a pet. And what I mean by that is when my partner does something good that I like, I give them a treat. I say, good boy, good girl, good boy, yeah. good girl. That's the easy thing. But what that develops is something into something actually really negative because you're thinking that if this person only does what I say that they should do, then I should praise them. And that becomes a problem because the the hardest part and the best part that people should practice is giving person love when they need it the most. And that yeah. is difficult because it's hard to do that right. when they're being a fucking asshole. Yeah. But there's a reason why they're doing that and there's a reason why you need to actually go out of your way to to uplift them during this really hard time. I'm not saying it's easy because it's hard for me to. And Mariel had to do that for me the other day because I was freaking out about stupid shit. I was being fucking angry. I was just, uh, oh, long story short, things weren't going my way that day. Things were just failing one after the other. And yeah. I was just in the house cursing up a storm. And then Mariel, all she did was lay next to me. And then she just, you know, gave me kisses on the cheek. Right. She started like petting my head like a dog. Bad example. But, and it helped me calm down. So, Instead of turning on you and being mad at you for being mad. Exactly. Right? It, it's all, I think it all boils down to our upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had this long ass conversation with my mom about my upbringing. And I don't remember a lot of stuff because I was a child. But she was in tears, man. She was like in tears one day. Just like she she made this realization of how badly she's damaged me and my brother Mm-hmm. In um, conditional love, yeah, because <clears throat> she she's never got unconditional love, mm-hmm. only by her dad, not by her my my grandma um, and my dad and her dad, which was my gambling alcoholic grandpa. <laughs> okay, she she loved him to death. Yeah, she said he always accepted her, always like supported her, whatever, and then he passed. So like she lost her un- her unconditional loving man. Yeah. My father was conditional love. My grandma was conditional love. So my mom really was surrounded by that conditional love world. And so, you know, 
I think this happens to a lot of Asian kids or just traditional kids. Like when you grow up, if you don't perform a certain way your parents want you to perform, you're almost like hated. Hmm. So it's like, oh, I want you to be this doctor or musician or I want you to have perfect grades or like and if you don't perform those things, you feel rejected by your parents and by your family. Right. So what this does is it creates you to think that you, you know, like someone that you love is a pet. Yeah. They do something good. You give them a treat. They do something bad. You hate them for it. Right. So this concept of loving someone, whether they're up or down or whatever, to me, it's very foreign. I Mm. get angry when people are not performing well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and it shouldn't because that, that actually makes them perform even worse. Yeah. Right. Like, so like, like, let's say like I'm a coach, right. And my, and my athletes doing bad. If I scold them and kick them in his ass, like <laughs> he's going to do worse because it destroys their confidence. But that's all I know. And I didn't realize I was doing the exact same thing that I hated so much about my parents to Jess. Yeah. And it automatically happens. Even my thoughts, I got to I gotta rework my thoughts. It's not that I don't love her. I just don't know how to embody that because it's not, this is learned behavior. It's not natural. Unconditional love is a, is a learned behavior. It's not natural to the human soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people might disagree or whatever, but it's almost like if, if gambling is normal to in your family, you're probably much going to be a gambler when you grow up, mm-hmm. right? Same with if your parents are compulsively lying all the time, you're going to be you a, probably do that too. Right. And that's what I mean by like this expression of love unconditionally, whether someone is up or down and showing and verbalizing and, and, and doing all that stuff. Like that is something that you have to grow up with or learn. And it takes a long fucking time. Yep. Long time. When I met Jess's dad, I was observing their relationship. And I was like, fuck, dude, like no matter what, um, he's so fucking warm and accepting mm-hmm. and you don't ever feel like this authority figure. It feels more like a friend. Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird. Cause he's very nurturing. He's a nurturing man, but he's a man. Like he's a man's man. Like he's yeah. a fucking cook. Like he's like works with his hands. Like he's just Somehow he figured out to play both mom and dad for Jess. <laughs> well, he had to, you know? Yeah. And he knows, you know, like, he knows how to speak in a way where, like, he's teaching you wisdom but not lecturing you. And he knows how to tell stories where, like, you're, you know, you're learning but you don't feel attacked. This is so foreign to me. Yeah. Because, you know, like growing up Asian parenting, especially aggressive Asian parents, right? We're, we Maybe us is a little bit different, but but like the way our parents talk to us is as if we're not even human anymore. We're fucking low lives. We're stupid. <laughs> we don't know jack shit. It's almost as if they hate us. Yeah. And then that's if that's what all you know, that's how you start talking to people you love. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure you got it from Mariel too. Like yeah. she, she would – if you piss her off, it's almost like she doesn't like, like you guys aren't in love anymore. Yeah. It's like you, this, this, and this, you're such a dumbass or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you start lecturing each other. It creates this separation and resentment and hurt. And it's like, fuck dude. Like it's hard. Cause it takes you to a place that you don't want to be in. And it's a place where 
you look at your partner and you say, I want to hurt you because it's going to make me feel better. And that's, yeah. that's a very bad place to be in. You want to get even. Yeah. And it's like so bad. It, it's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. And my, my thing was too, that I learned was if you're with somebody and their happiness doesn't make you happy. And I'm not saying go overboard and please them and take everything away from you. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the sense of compromise where them being happy with you, you guys having a cohesive relationship isn't the goal. Then you're probably in a bad relationship or there's a lot of learning that needs to go on between mm-hmm. both of you. Because when you have that vindictive behavior where revenge is is what makes you happy, like, oh, well, now this person knows how I feel and they're hurting. So I bet you that they're going to do better next time. That's already something bad. Yeah, It, it never, ever works out well in yeah. that case. People don't learn through that way. That's why they always say you catch Bees better with honey than vinegar, right? Yep. And it's the same with people. I used to do this with my brother, and I'm a little bit different in this case. I actually had to learn how to communicate with my older brother a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so how I learn is very different, and Bart knows about this too. I'm the type of person where somebody tells me I can't do something, and I go, fuck you, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know? David, you can't do a cartwheel. You're 260 pounds. You're about to see the most fucking That's beautiful. how he supports you. He keeps roasting you all yeah. day. It's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I will do the most beautiful cartwheel you will ever see in your life. You know, and that's how I work. And I used to do this thing where my brother, where I thought, because my brother and I grew up together, obviously, I would say, I bet you my brothers are saying cry. Yeah. So I would I would fucking berate my older brother. I'm like, dude, you little fuck, stop being a little pussy and fucking pick yourself up, you little bitch. And then it would crush him. You know, you know what I found out? <laughs> I'm actually like that, but for things that are pretty laughable. <laughs> yeah. It's like don't don't you ever talk about my dreams. <laughs> the fucking sugar cane my farm. sugar cane farm. My fucking mud hut. <laughs> Dude, that fucking sugar cane fight that you had is so funny because it's such a weird misunderstanding, right? So I mean, this dude told me this story where he, so Joe is a type of human being where, and we're both like this in the sense of when we find something that we like, we go fucking full force with that shit. It's a part of our personality. But the problem with him is his hobbies almost seem like a fucking joke. And so when he came out, he was like hyper excited talking to Jess like, yo, I'm going to do this sugar cane shit. It's going to be dope. I really enjoy this stuff. And then Jess just laughed at him. Yeah. Apparently she was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And for her, she was laughing because she thought he was making a joke. Yeah. It's a sugar cane farm. But he was serious. And he just went, you're just fucking shitting on all of my sugar cane dreams, you bitter bitch. <laughs> It's so funny. I, I just had to. I had, I just had to come to the realization of, of, of like, yeah, man, I got ridiculous dreams. <laughs> like, what's what, wait? You you're you're gonna uh, you have farm dreams right now. I got all kinds of dreams, homie. <laughs> Piano dreams, musical dreams, all kinds of dreams, fishing dreams. It's so weird because you would think the more successful somebody becomes. You want to use that money for dope shit. You're trying to go back in time, yep. dude. You're trying to strip everything away from you. You yep. want to live in a fucking cave mud hut while you figure out how to irrigate this water canal to your house. Like, dude, we have plumbing. <laughs> like, we I, have that now. We have that here. I told her my goal this year is um, I'm going to go to the mountains right here, the Angels Forest. Oh, my God. With, with just a backpack and sleep out there. Dude, you're gonna get eaten by a coyote. That's what she said. And I was like, no, I'm not. Don't don't crush my dreams. <laughs> you're gonna get fucking, my motherfucking dreams. Attacked by a coyote or a fucking mountain lion. 
it's weird though because that that also goes into like being with the relationship and you start to realize how how much uh your significant other's words can affect you in both positive and negative ways yeah because when you hear your your partner just praise you for good things it it lights you up yeah but when they fucking talk shit though Mm -hmm. that shit fucking makes me boil dude man i had to learn a lot of um I'm still learning now, but like how much my words can affect someone. Yeah. Cause like, I think like I, I can be very tactless mm. from time to time, especially if, yeah, if, especially if I'm frustrated or like if I don't care, mm-hmm. I just say what's on my mind. And then I think I've cultivated this like meaner type of speaking style with Jess. Cause originally it wasn't always that way. She's she's like a she's like a blunt person, but she was never a mean person. Yeah. Like when I first met her and we were talking and all that stuff. But um yeah, I think I think just me being the way that I am, she kind of absorbs some of that too. Yeah. And so um we just have this like roasty kind of relationship now that gets too far sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like at times it's fun, but then I don't know, I think also too like like we were we used to be much more tender toward each other mm. so there's no balance you know if you're just roasting all day then it just turns into shit talking <laughs> <laughs> now you're just fucking clowning yeah. on each other 24 7 but or like or like sometimes it's just not right to just even say bad words toward each other when you're angry or whatever yeah there's it's time and place yeah you know um because I, I would hear this argument a lot in couples where they go, where they say, well, I said that the other day and it was perfectly fine. It was like, well, there's time and place, man. And intention yeah. and how you're feeling. Intention's and a big thing, dude. It's not just words. Words is like 20% of the com- communication. Yeah. It's how you say it. It's how, it's what, when in the conversation did you say it, whatever. But like all those stuff, I, I took it, I, I had to learn because now it's like, oh, I'm going to try to build her up and, and, um, help her be confident and all that. Cause, um. She, she, I remember she used to say this stuff. Like she was like, "Oh, like I lost a pop piece of me. I lost who I was." Mm. I'm like, "What you talking about? What do you mean?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it because, um, you know, I'm in my own world a lot. But when she, you know, she she did a lot for me. Like she moved, gave up her whole entire life. She had a professional career. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, you fucking left this life for being with a YouTuber." Like a lot of people don't realize I wasn't making that much. When I first met her, I was driving a Corolla. I was still making just a couple thousand a month. Like, I wasn't even that big. Oh, you met her during the Corolla days? Yeah. Oh, shit. I was. I mean, that's when I started making a little bit more money. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going uh, to make, I'm going to give myself one treat a month and I'm going to start traveling. Mm. And I started traveling different places. And then I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when I had like uh, extra 200 bucks a month to go travel. And then I would visit her, go to, go to um, Austin, Texas and shit like that. She would visit me. And then like, you know, we would just do simple shit, like go to the beach, go on a hike. We didn't spend that much money. And then um, she says she misses the poor Joe because it was, it was different back then. Yeah. But like, yeah, a lot of people don't know that, that, that like when she first dated me the first, first year or whatever, like, I was I was just driving a Corolla. I wasn't like, you know, making much. And then we were just having fun and building a relationship, just being together. And then um fast forward to now, like I have money, I have all these things. And then there was one point in our relationship where like, fuck, dude, on paper, like we have all this stuff. We have a nice place, we have whatever. 
well, why are we so unhappy? And then like, I was like, I can't vlog this fake shit. Mm. Like, it's not me. And then for her too, like she's, she's, she's always been real. Like from the moment I started recording her, she's never faked her personality. Yeah. So, um, when we were recording and all that shit, like I, I started feeling fraudulent to being like, Hey everybody, what's up? Cause yeah. like, that I am a hyper motherfucker and I am happy, but like I can't do that inauthentically. Yeah. When I'm when I'm hurting inside and we're fighting, like I can't be like, oh, things are fucking awesome, you know? Like yeah. because I'll become those people that I hate so much. Like, you know, all those other lifestyle vloggers that are perfect and all of a sudden they have a breakup video. What the fuck happened? You know they were going through problems, you know they were cheating. We know be- behind the scenes a lot of fucking shit. Yeah, right? things just don't happen out of nowhere in those type of videos. Yeah, man. and they're like, oh, it was a mutual breakup yeah, and we still whatever. love each other. Fuck that. But we might get back together. It's like, shut up, dude. Yeah. You know something was going on. Something really bad, maybe. Who knows? But um, I didn't want to be that because since day one, JK has always been real. Like, we were like, fuck it. We're going to cuss. We're going to say whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. If sponsors sponsor us, they do. Who cares? We're just going to stay as authentic as possible. Because this ain't Hollywood. This is fucking YouTube, right? And then fast forward to like a couple years ago. Now there's lifestyle vloggers, all these people fraught, like faking pranks, faking this. And then I was just like, man, fuck this, dude. I don't want to be one of those fuckers. We burnt out. We we don't want to do this. I was starting to focus on the relationship or at least trying to. Yeah. And I just didn't know what to do, really. Yeah. Like how do how like there's no recipe for this shit no there isn't it's like what do you do spend more time okay you spend more time you fight more what do you do like you know what i mean like <laughs> the, the problem is i see your face all the fucking time yeah and that's I mean, the solution you know yeah what do you do like uh you you try to be romantic well how do i do that you can't be romantic yeah. if you're if you don't feel good about each other like you know what what do you do and then you just keep living life and then you fight and then you don't fight and then it just there's no mentor really like there's no parents that can help us out you know we're all at the same stage i don't have anybody older that's trying to teach me yeah and even people that i know that are older they might be going through divorces themselves you know like some of my family members went through divorce in their 50s yeah you know and it's like not that they don't have any wisdom for me i think everyone's just trying to figure it out too so no one knows what to do and I was just like, fuck, I got to figure it out for us. And then, I mean, big thanks to you when you talked to us too, you were like a good mediator, yeah. right? So like, we'll, we'll, we'll always have these fights where we have these long conversations and we have a solution and we don't solve anything yeah. because it's solved here, not here. So yeah. everything is like, okay, next time we won't do this and that, but like, we don't feel the root of the problem wasn't wasn't addressed exactly and yeah. then we didn't forgive we didn't go okay like you know i love you no matter what it was more like okay next time you don't do that or else i won't love you anymore yeah. so it was very fucking condition conditional and like these are the things that we had to wipe away and be like i'm sorry i'm completely sorry next time if things happen again it's okay because i love you because yeah. i love you if things happen again we're in it together. We're here to learn together. It's also human. It's normal. It's fucking normal. Yeah. That's why I said, like, when I was hearing about your guys' problems, that it wasn't 
it wasn't any different than anybody else's. It was just the fact that you guys held in so much hate towards each other because you didn't <laughs> fucking move on, man. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, so, you know, there was like certain examples that you were giving me and I, I just told him like, in my mind, I was like, those aren't really that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but how you guys could catalog every fucking thing that happened in that conversation to that point showed me one thing was that you guys were looking to burn each other throughout that whole day. It's like, oh yeah, well, guess what? Memory, memory, memory. <laughs> it wasn't the. It was just so you guys, you you guys were just collecting a case yeah. so you could present it at the end of the day. We're two good fucking lawyers, yeah. man. And you're like, well, guess what, motherfucker? Yes, remember when you did this? Check, motherfucker. And I'm like, okay, well, now you guys are just battling each other. And it got to the point, and I remember it was like a serious thing that I said. I said, I don't even know if you guys are actually a couple anymore. Yeah. And it was a it was a, a thing that I, I felt weird saying, but I had to say it at the time. It was if you look back on it right now and you looked at your relationship, are you guys really a couple? Or are you guys just living together because you're trying to just get by to the day to day? Yeah. And and that's a very scary point because now it's just we're staying together because it's convenient, but we're not sure if we're really compatible because we're not working towards that yet. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is a lot of the times, and I've seen this with a lot of people, is that People get comfortable in that weird homeostasis of, well, at least we're not fighting, so we must be good. Yeah. And that becomes normal. Yeah. And And that's scary Mm -hmm. because they never fix their problem, right? We always – I think that's the difference is that we're – we can't live with problems. Yeah. So it's always killing us. We just don't know how to – we didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. We didn't know how to approach it. Like I think that's the biggest thing about like – our situation is that not only the the coming from a broken home, but like we never work through problems with our exes. Mm. So although me and Jess, we we love each other, yeah, we don't know how to fix the hurt from the person for the person you love. Yeah, that's the hard part. It's like I want to stay with her, which she wants to stay with me, or else why would we be together? We're not here because it's comfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's if. If if I was going to be in a comfortable situation, she would be the worst person to be with. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many people out there that I I that I don't love, that I don't care about, but I think we'll get along and it will be comfortable. Yeah. She's the opposite. I fucking love her to death, but then she drives me crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's it's hard only because we care about each other so much and we're we're trying to be what's the word um peaceful mm-hmm. and it's not peaceful because we don't forgive yeah so so and that's that's because we never forgave our past exes or whatever right like we didn't know how to work through that and then be like it's cool and then move on but as time is progressing and we're learning how to forgive these problems are becoming smaller and smaller yeah like and we need positive reinforcement meaning like if we keep getting pissed about the same problems and we're dealing with the same problems the same way we're being retarded because we're not fixing anything we're just approaching it the same exact way that's stupid yeah now i'm doing different methods every single time like i'm trying and testing so I have to bite my tongue, breathe, and think of something different to say or do. So if she gets mad at me for something, I'm trying this new thing where I'm just like, 
breathe before you open your mouth, <laughs> which should be common sense, right? It's Everybody hard, should do it. It's hard. But I'm just like, <sighs> let me just, Usa. let me just say, not do some shit. Let me just breathe. And then let me just wait for a minute. And, and then let me try to laugh about it in my head, not at her, you know, laugh about it. And then wash my feelings. Like I gotta, I gotta make sure that this is cool. So I'm not returning it with anger. I gotta, I gotta return it with love. So I'm like, all right, cool. She says she's mad. What is she really talking about? Okay. I gotta remind myself. She has the best intentions. She loves me. Now approach it. Yeah. I have to remind myself very consciously. If I don't do that, oh boy. Fireworks, dude. It is. It's why'd you do it that way? Why did you do it that way? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, really? What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's hard because like, dude, there's another level to this shit too, because sometimes you're gonna do that, right? Yeah. You're gonna go, Wusa, let me try to understand this girl. Let me give her love. And then she's gonna take that love and then she's gonna take a pocket knife and she's gonna slash that love up and you still return it back to you that oh, way. Oh, that's happened. And that's that level three shit where you're like, yeah. okay, I still gotta Wusa this shit because this bitch gonna fucking get it. You know? And I'm I'm trying to unlock level three right now. Yeah. Because it sucks sometimes when you you do the right thing and it still gets chewed up and fucking spat right back. But in your love face. is unconditional. I know. You gotta take a beating, man. Yeah. You just you just keep going. My thing is though, like I always tell her, and she does this too, and when I'm in the moment, I don't realize it that if I do that for you, I'm a, I'm gonna expect you to do that for me in my unreasonable time too. Yeah, it's a give it's a give and give. Yeah, because yeah, I can't do give. it all the, yeah. if I have to do it all the time, somebody mm-hmm. gonna get a hood. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip the fuck out. Like she and I got into an argument the other day, and it was a reoccurring problem that she has. And we talked about this at dinner. Um, but I literally looked at her and I said this shit, and this shit was fucking for real. I was like, this is for real, for real. I was like, hey, you say you're not gonna do it. If you do that one more time, I'm gonna flip the fuck out. That's what I told her. I was, like, I'm gonna flip the fuck out. So you watch yourself. Yeah. And I straight up said that shit, and she goes, "Well, you watch yourself." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I guess we're not really solving our problems if you're giving me warning." I was like, "I'm just saying, do it again and see what happens." You say you're not gonna do it. I'm gonna flip the fuck out. You know, but that wasn't really the solution. It was just me having to exercise patience to. Have her understand what I was saying because yeah. – and I started getting mad because I assumed that what I was saying was easy to understand, but she just couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. And I to me, it was like this is pretty easy. Just It takes patience, man. A lot of patience. Yeah. And I just – because I didn't – I lacked patience, I just mm-hmm. started getting more and more frustrated because it's like – in my mind, I was thinking, oh, you're just not understanding on purpose because you don't want to fucking learn. That's what I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you ain't trying to learn but today, bitch. it's not the right way. It's not the right way, right? Because yeah. you, you got to exp- – it's difficult to realize that the person that you love has no idea what this is yeah. when it's so simple sometimes. Yeah. And then you got to remember – because what it does is, is it – what I realize is it destroys my image of her. Mm. I'm like, there's no freaking way you're this stupid. <laughs> there's no way you don't know. It's in your face. Like, how can you not see this, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, I'm not doing a good service as a boyfriend to approach her like that. Like, you know, I can't. I don't know. But then it just crushes your image of who that person is. And you're just in disbelief. Yeah. But it doesn't solve anything if you if you think or treat her that way. Yeah. But that's I don't know why we think that way. It happens. It's just because we're just caught up in the moment, man. Yeah, and that's the human thing about it too. And I just don't want people to think out there that all the stuff that you see on 
media is just that's how things are all the time. There's a reason why you always see these videos where people are like, well, we just broke up. We mentioned that too. Yep. And it just doesn't happen overnight like that. It's like when somebody breaks up, right? And you guys know this shit. Uh, there's a couple that's been together for a very long time. Uh, they break up and all of a sudden the the guy or the girl starts dating somebody all of, out of nowhere out of nowhere yeah. in a week and they're in a serious relationship yep. motherfucker that person had their sights on that motherfucker before you broke up and they either that or they were cheating on you yep these are just facts I've seen it 10,000 times yeah I'm exaggerating but I've seen it almost consistently it's like oh it's funny how you just happen to end up with the guy or the girl that you were working with that the guy was worried about that you guys were hanging out with all the time they're like <laughs> no it just happened organically it didn't happen organically you already checked out of that relationship months before yep and then when it finally gave you an out when they gave you an out you took it and now you're with that person it's the same situation yeah it's it's just mental weakness yeah because um, I, was, I was watching this video the other day about like uh, centennials, like people that were over 100 years old. Yeah. And then their life advice or like, you know, things that they regret or whatever. They're just talking about their shit. And a lot of them were like, <clears throat> you know, happiness in a relationship is just uh, they're like kids or people these days. To them, everybody's a kid. But <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. they're like younger people. He's like, they're saying that they don't work through shit. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like work through shit, right? And then they're basically what I got from it is they're saying like everything you can just work through together. There's nothing that you can't work through, mm. but no one takes the time to work through things. So it's all it's all patience and just being able to deal with the situation and making an effort to work through it. Because back then they're like, what do you, you can't just get into divorce that easily. You you were forced to work through it. So I, I kind of feel like sometimes people had it easier when they had less choices. Mm. If you didn't get, if you didn't have to choose who you got with, if you didn't have an escape, if there was no turning back, you just had to make it work with this person. You know, maybe life would be a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, choices do fuck up a lot of people. You have too uh, much choices. That's, I, you know, I mean, this goes into a completely different topic, but sometimes I feel like people sometimes feel like their temporary sadness is depression because of the choices that they're given now and yeah. they just get overwhelmed. Yeah. They have options and stuff. So like, for example, just um, just career choices. Yeah. Career choices were a lot more limited back in the day. And now people are in an area where they just feel like they don't know what to do because of all the options that they have. I think that's why people have commitment issues. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, man, if I get tied down to one girl, that's one pussy for the rest of my life. <laughs> I want all the colors of the asses, you know? <laughs> like, there's a lot of guys out there like that. Yeah. And then, I mean, some some ladies that enjoy a lot of variety yeah they or or they a they might be a kaleidoscope of penis or they might even be in a lackluster relationship and then they're like thinking oh what if there's someone better you know they might be in a in a relationship where the guy's comfortable and maybe he's not pursuing them as hard anymore and they go well things used to be awesome but then they're chasing that romance they're chasing that fresh feeling they want to be chased again you know that could be true too People just have to think sometimes too. It's like a lot of things are like a lot of emotions are temporary. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's a very old saying, but the grass is always greener on the other side. And a lot of the times people look at what somebody else has and they think that that's what they want. Yeah. And you, but you're forgoing a lot of the things that 
are great right now. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys out there know about the friend that cheated on somebody that they were with, and they lost the person that they could have had because of of temporary happiness. Yep. Just fucking somebody. Yep. And really, what did fucking that person do for you? And it didn't... And mind you, too, if you're in an open relationship or whatever, this isn't really... You're not in this conversation, but if you're in a committed relationship and that happens, in that moment of passion or whatever, you decided to take a gamble and forego something that you know makes you happy for this momentary happiness. And a lot of people tend to do that because they're Mm -hmm. not thinking about whatever that problem was. Maybe it was a fight that you had with your partner. Maybe it was something that wasn't going well. Instead of addressing this problem and working through it, you decided to fill that hole with something else. Yeah. You know, no pun intended, but you started to fill that hole with something that was very fleeting. And then you're also now that person who gave you temporary happiness isn't really the one for you. They're gone. And now you're trying to go back to this thing and it's not there. It's it's basically self-sabotage Yeah, from selfishness. Yeah. Really, like you just wanted that quick nut or whatever it was. Yeah. That quick attention. It's an escape. Yeah. So like now with social media too, it's so easy. To cheat and escape and do whatever and 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 I think people aren't really forced to sit down and work their shit out because it's hurtful. Mm. It's hurtful it's to hard. change. Yeah. It's it's difficult to change your own behaviors. But like, you know, the whole upside to all of this is like it's like the type of bond that you build through struggle and like the shit that I learned. From being in a relationship with Jess, it's like I grew so much as a human being. And it's like, yes, there were hard times, but I look back and I'm really thankful for those hard times. Because it's like without that wake up call, fuck, man, there's no way I would have been able to elevate in my brain, in my life, in my thinking, in my maturity, and just emotional capability and all that. None of that shit would have happened if I didn't get with her. She challenges you. Yes. In a good way. It is. And it forces you to really, and I and I say this, man, it's like being in a serious relationship for the first time, you don't learn jack shit about the other person. You actually learn more about yourself. Yep. It's unreal how much I found out about myself and specifically a lot of the spots that I can improve on being with Mariel. Because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's so weird how that worked out. Like even yesterday, um, I found out something in my head. I found out that... Uh, originally it was Mariel that had trouble saying I'm sorry and apologizing. It's actually flipped now. Now I have trouble saying it. Mm, so she's she's good at it now. She's, she's very, aware. She, she is a lot more aware than Damn, I am. That's dope. And the other day I, I caught myself because, uh, you know, the Tesla whatever updated. I'm giving up my Tesla soon anyways. But the Tesla updated and I was reading the stuff and then she exited out of it. And I was like, dude, what the hell? I was reading that. And then mm-hmm. she looked at me and she goes, you know, you just got mad at me the other day about um, overreacting to small things was that reaction worth it? Is that something that you <laughs> want to get? And, and then I, she fucking got my ass. And then I shit you not, I was so ashamed I couldn't even look her in the eye. <laughs> I just I looked straight forward. I was like, this fucking bitch got my ass with my own wisdom, dude. This woman, how dare she? And I was so fucking embarrassed. I haven't felt this way since I was like six years old. Ooh. I could not look her in the eye, dude. And I was trying to joke, play it off. She goes, "No, I want a real apology." And I I couldn't do it because I was so embarrassed. Damn. I was so embarrassed. Damn. I was like, "How dare you learn from the life lesson I gave you and throw it back in my face?" And I just sat there, just oh fuck, I'm so embarrassed right now. I embarrassed myself. I did something that I told her not to do, and then I tried to apologize to her, and the apology was so bad, dude. Because I was just 
just squirming because I couldn't do it. I couldn't get over myself. <laughs> dude, motherfucker, dude. That's she got so me so funny. good. She got me so fucking good, dude. Ugh. But you must have been proud of her, though. Oh, yeah, man. I, You know, I think back on it, and I'm like, dude, man, now I'm being the unreasonable one. Now she yeah. has to put me in place and check me on this type of stuff. Yeah. But that's cool because it showed that I'm with a woman who does listen to me. She fucking yeah. listens to me. And, you know, in turn, too, I listen to her, too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that you don't get with superficial relationships. Mm-hmm. You don't get that. You get a yes man or yep. a yes yes woman or whatever. And um, it's, you know, I think the challenge is actually what I'm addicted to. Oh, yeah. I think we're just weird guys. Huh? <laughs> Challenge me, bitch, please. You know what it is? I think I see myself growing. So even though I'm in pain at times, I know that it's worth it. Oh, she's your Asian massage, dude. It is. She's, th- <laughs> she's my Asian massage. <laughs> she's your Thai massage, dude. She's fucking bending your back and snapping you. <laughs> yeah, because there's, I mean, I can't, there's a reason why I can't quit. Even though, like, my flighty personality, like, before her, man, I'm just like banging girls and whatever. Like, I'm just like, oh, you're not working out. You're boring me. Move on. Whatever. Move on. Yeah, man. Like, Fuck it. no one's kept me so hooked. Like, like, sure, we had our problems. And, and sure, we might continue having problems from time to time. But it's just this like weird sense of need to be with her. And it's, and it's not this... um What's the word? It's not like I'm just settled or I'm comfortable or like whatever, right? It's this like we we both tried to break up multiple times. Just didn't work out. <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah. Something brought us back. Something always like we just don't feel right unless we are together. And it's the oddest thing too because you know, one moment we're we're hating each other's guts and then the next moment we're working really well together and laughing and farting in front of each other and doing whatever. And and it just gives me so much excitement in life because there's been so many relationships where it was so easy going to where I'm completely uninterested. You know, I think this is something that I realize as well is that you're, we're with somebody who, you know, Fighting with somebody too is also a sign that that person cares. I mean, I know how yeah. like sick and sadistic that sounds. Yeah, but that's that's what you get in a committed relationship. You get somebody that cares about you twenty four seven. Yeah, and I felt that way when I was sick, and then Mariel came over and she goes, "Well, are you sick?" And she was all the way on the other side of the city, and she goes, "Well, I'm going to come over now." I was like, "No, I'm sick. Don't come over." She comes over. She brings all this medicine. She lays next to me. And she like you know pets my head, mm-hmm. pets my chest, helps me relax and be calm. That's not something that I ever got with the girl that I was just talking to. Yeah, you know, like we had those momentary. Uh, just just cycles of happiness, right? Mm-hmm. We flirt, we make out, whatever, we fuck, whatever. It doesn't matter. But then when it came down to helping me out, that's not somebody that I would ever depend on. Yeah. But this woman that I would fight with all the time, that we would bicker, just, just go back and forth on stupid shit, she would drop anything that she's doing just to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. And that is the positive side of these long-term relationships because sometimes when people who are in these short-term relationships they say well why do you want to just stick to one dick or one pussy for the rest of your life you know sex is such a small part of that it is it's having somebody that you can look on and depend on for the rest of your life and eventually that person who you're just partners with actually becomes your family Mm -hmm. and that's where that unconditional love comes in Mm -hmm. it's like oh shit you're not mariel my girlfriend you're mariel my partner my family 
my do, team, my team. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do anything for you, and even we we would talk about you know finances sometimes, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I'll pay you back for this. I don't want to owe you anything, and I got really mad when she would say that because I I when I heard that, I heard, oh, we're not a team. Hmm. I was like, hey, don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, paying me back whatever all this other stuff, I I don't care. We're a team, you know. Yeah. So you don't have to work it. Look at me as if. You owe me something because I did you a favor. This is this is not how this relationship works. Yeah. How it works is that if I do something, I give you something, it's because you're my family member. I never expect to see that back. Yeah. I I do it because I do it because I care about you. Mm-hmm. And if you're tallying up points of, oh, well, you did this favor for me, I I don't want to owe you, then we're not on the same page anymore. Mm-hmm. And that actually made me upset. You know, and for her, I think at that time when she had that conversation she wasn't really thinking about it like that she just she probably didn't want to overstep her boundaries yeah like it always it always comes from a good place yeah it's like yeah i mean same thing with me and jess man it's like pretty awesome that we we never fought over money over chores over any of that shit team it is a team like she knows that i just suck at chores (laughs) yeah but what i what i'm super thankful for is that she picks up my slack and I pick up hers. Yeah. And we never fought about that. That's yeah. something that is just like, she never got angry at me, kept complaining or nothing. And then like, I don't do that to her either. We'll fight about other stupid shit about like her not believing in my sugarcane dreams <laughs> and me holding it against her for forever. Yeah. Or like her, you know, being upset at food or something like that. You know, like it's stupid. It's really stupid, but... I think at the end of the day, when we looked at our relationship, like we're like, damn, thank God we don't fight over the normal people shit. Like most people are fighting over money. Most people are fighting over like cheating or like, you know, like hiding money from each other or not paying them. Those are you deal know, breakers. Like, there's a there's huge issues. Yeah. We're not fighting over that. We're just fighting over stupid shit. Yeah. And but the main things like loyalty, fucking honor, like, you know, um, integrity honesty all those things you know i i I don't ever take her for granted for any of that shit all that stuff is like a hundred percent so it's to me i think the core values of a human being like i highly highly respect her yeah and so aside from that like everyone's gonna have certain differences right yeah it's just we're not all created the same yeah arguably I say that the reason why I do like Mariel so much or I love her so much is because she is different from me. If I had the same person, and you, you, I know you guys have similar traits, but you guys are still very different people. Very, yeah. Very fucking different, yeah. you know? Like, number one, just look at your room and look at hers. Dude, your room was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Yo, your room looks like there was a crack rock that a cop needed to find to fucking put somebody in jail and they couldn't find it to save their fucking life. Like, your room is crazy, dude. I was like, yo, how the fuck does this man own a successful business, dude? Like, what in the hell is going on in here, dude? Like, your shit's wild. Like, you could tell that that's your room because the rest of your apartment's so spick and fucking span, dude. Unreal, dude. Yeah, but I'm learning um, better cleaning habits and stuff because yeah. of her. Yeah. And, you know, what I like, like I said, what I love her about it is just that I've never been in trouble. Like, she accepts me. Or like my craziness and she lets me have my crazy space yeah and i let her i mean i actually grew up in a very clean home so Mm -hmm. like her standard of cleanliness it doesn't freak me out 
my mom's very clean OCD type. Like mm-hmm. everything had to be perfect, right? So that is actually very comforting to me. Yeah. The the mess that I cause in my own room that freaks me out, but it's also comfortable too. Yeah. So then I have my office space in my own room, and I can do whatever the fuck I want there. But it kind of reminds me of how I grew up. Like my mom was like, "It's your room. You do what you want." My room went to shit. But yeah. then the rest of the house was like nice and, nice and taken care of. So like, I just kind of like, it just, I feel comfortable. Everybody has that comfort thing too. Yeah. And I, I realized this about my Honda element today. The reason why, cause I'm very, I'm a very particular human being. Right. And the one thing that I don't have to be put in the, because I'm a particular human being, when things go in disarray, hmm. it bothers me a lot. So you got that OCD a little bit. Exactly. So the Honda element is something that can be in disarray that takes me from point A to point B that I don't have to worry about. Hmm. So whether somebody comes in, they dent that car, they fuck it up, like some shit breaks on it, who cares? Yeah. But mind you, like my Tesla, when something uh, when somebody puts a dent, it I stare at it. Really? Like it bothers me. And I, even for me, like here's something weird too, because it's a lease, right? And there's coverage in the point where there's a, if there's like a quarter size dent in it, it's fine. Yeah, I'm still gonna get that fixed because it bothers me. I can't, Damn. I can't, I can't stare at it. But I don't have that with the with the with the Honda Element. Mm. So it actually gives me sanity because in this city, if you have a nice car, just know it's gonna get fucked. It's up. gonna get yeah. In the first month, I got a little dent. Something boom right yeah. there on yeah. the door. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. It happens, dude. So that's what the Honda Element does to me. It actually subsides that OCD behavior that I have where yeah. I have to obsess about something being a certain way because of its value. And the the Honda Element is worth like five, six grand. And it runs perfectly fine. But if somebody dents it or even if I fuck it up, oh, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. move on. Putting more money into it doesn't make any sense. Like if I fix it, let's say I, I fixed that dent. It was 400 bucks. Well, guess what? I just fixed up 10% of what the car's worth on nothing. For you, it's it's how expensive things are then, huh? Yeah, for its expense. So it's like, I, I see. I could have the most expensive shit. I'll <laughs> fuck that shit up. <laughs> I don't know what my thing is of mm. what I prize and and like want to take care of and keep clean and and perfect and things like that. What about your guns? Yeah, but I, if it does get messed up, it doesn't hurt me that much. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I've. I like things organized because when things are organized and done the right way, it helps organize my mind and thoughts. Yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's if you live in a nice, clean environment, your mind is like that too. Like I'm a scatterbrain. That's why my 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 world is scattered, scattered yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But it helps when Jess zens up the house for me. Yeah. Then I feel zen in my head. And it helps her to zen it up for herself too. <laughs> yeah. Because if you touch that shit, it's gonna everything's gonna go crazy. She's like, don't yeah. you dare touch the shit. Because <laughs> I get anxiety when I'm cleaning. I get stressed, dude. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm starting to get pissy. Like, yeah. If I play music and I'm washing dishes or whatever, it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. But I feel like I'm wasting my life away. I'm like, this is not making me any money. Yeah. This is not doing anything. Like, what's the purpose of this other yeah. than just it being clean? Yeah, and then I don't know why. I don't know. But the funny thing is, I'll clean the shit out of my guns. Yeah, because <laughs> it's important to you. Yeah, I'll scrub the fuck out of it and whatever. Like, I'll do things like that. I like planting things in the dirt yeah. and watering it and taking care of that. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why things get destroyed 
Whenever I, I I go into a room, I'll destroy the fuck out of that room. It's because it's your it's your fucking space. Dude. It's your Honda Element, dude. <laughs> it is my, your... but the world is my Honda Element. My clothes, everything. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You're a fucking disaster. I dude. know my my watches are all scratched up. Damn, what is it? I don't even know yeah, one. I, your... I don't know what my thing is. Like what? I don't want this to get all fucked up. Yeah, that's probably a good thing to have, though. That means like you don't you don't put a lot of value into material things, which is a good thing. Yeah, I like material things, but yeah, I don't um, I don't care if it gets destroyed the next day. Yeah, fucking shoes, man. That does it. Yeah. To me for you shoes. know what? My phone stays pretty good qual- quality. I never crack it or whatever, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean you're pretty good with that. Oh shit. Well, that's an hour and fucking nine or ten minutes Whoa. into it. Yeah, man, you guys got to just fucking. Hear a lot of wisdom out of everything that we've learned in our relationships, man. If I had to sum it up, though, all it is is just um, accepting the good and the bad. Yeah. Patience. Patience. Patience is a big thing. Everyone says the same shit. You know what's crazy, though, is you hear these things, right? Patience. Acceptance. Whatever. And you go, yeah, I know. No, you don't. <laughs> we you don't. Know. You got to fucking go and you go, oh, this is patience. Oh, my fucking God. Relationships is something that... Even as we tell you this, it's just a, a, a heads up, but you're not going to know until you experience you got, it. Everyone has to do do it. Yeah. But I guarantee you, though, like you get through it, you start to experience another level of closeness that is just irreplaceable. And it's fucking amazing. You're going to you're going to you're going to learn today. That's what's going to happen. You're going to look back at this podcast and you're going to go. That's what they were talking about when I wanted to choke this bitch out. This is what David and Joe were talking about. Patience. French patience. And and there's there's also another one where people are um, they can't even get in a relationship in the first place. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that are just so lonely and they, they don't even know where to start. Dude, we could we could cover That's that another on the next one, one too. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that uh, ends this uh, episode of Genius Burning Podcast, son. Remember, you guys could catch us on every single audio platform out there. We're talking about iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox. There's a lot more out there. But if you are on those apps, give us that five star. We need it very much, and I'm gonna beg you for it because I can and I have no fucking shame. Please do it. Please, 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 please go on iTunes right now and put five stars. <laughs> and if you're watching this on YouTube, remember this is a very interesting active space leave comments about the stuff you want us to talk about this topic came about actually because you guys requested it even though it was something i did want to address myself but you guys mentioned it so it works out that way right so uh yeah we'll catch you guys next time thank you very much bye bye peace